0: Being both flexible and structured are huge parts of the stable moments model. But a lot of people get confused by that, like how are we going to be both flexible and structured and when are we really structured and when is flexibility okay? And the truth is, kids need, like all kids and most adults need a whole bunch of things, right? We need the whole spectrum of things at different times, but a lot of people like to come up with blanket approaches because honestly, it's just easier for us to just go, okay, we're structured. Okay. We're flexible. The thing is, is we need all these different things. Okay. All of these kids have a whole bunch of needs. All of humans have a whole bunch of needs and we need to address all of them. And sometimes we need to be structured and sometimes we need to be flexible. And both of those things are really important to this model. I feel like this, Wanting to do one thing or have one right answer or show up in one way Because it's easier for us is like the reason for the divisiveness and the polarity you know in our country and We need to be able to be a little bit more malleable and see that it's not an either-or but it's a both and in our structure and flexibility model really is a good demonstration of both and and how that could work and not how can it work. It doesn't work any other way. It doesn't work just being structured and it certainly doesn't work just being flexible. So today I want to talk about being structured and flexible and showing up and understanding when to be which and how that can play out in sessions or with a child. All right. So I'm going to roll that intro and we're going to jump right into it. I'm Rebecca Britt and this is the Stable Moments Podcast. I started this podcast to understand from all perspectives how we can help end the foster care crisis. The overwhelming response was we need to support our local community. Unwanted, abandoned, orphaned children are the community's responsibility. We must support, guide, love, invest, raise up generations that will nurture love and support their own children to end this crisis. So the purpose of this podcast is to build an army of people that are interested and willing to take responsibility of our foster youth and who are supportive of foster and adoptive families. This is the on-ramp for people who wanna get involved but might not know where to start. I want this to be a place where community members feel like they can make a difference, where they feel good enough to make that difference and believe that they can be a big deal in the life of a child. Thanks for being part of our community and make sure to join the conversation in the stable moments podcast, Facebook group together. We can end the foster care crisis. Welcome back to the stable moments podcast. And today we're talking about being structured, but flexible. And what does that look like? So we are structured the way that stable moments works in the way that we are structured and we stay very strict to this structure is we have a monthly mentorship program, right? So the mentors have to show up every single week for one hour a week and it has to be the same mentor. And the whole point of being structured is to provide predictability, reliability, right? Without rigidness. So all kids need structure, humans need structure, we crave structure, we wanna know what we can rely on, Imagine a child that has been in foster care or removed or has a new school every month. Their world is completely unsettled. They do not want to, oh, their stable moment session is happening Tuesday one week. Oh, somebody had something going on. It's going to be Thursday this week. You know, we're going to skip the next week and then this is the next time that it works for everybody. No, we do. Your special time here at the farm is Tuesdays at 2 and we will be here every week Tuesdays at two. That's what you can rely on, that's what you can count on. This is something that the child can build on. Every time the child shows up Tuesdays at two and their mentor's actually there, and we don't change it, even if the kid wants it, right? The kid's like, oh, can I do extra sessions and all of this? Like, we're gonna stick to sustainable and reliable. So we're gonna show up every Tuesday at two. Now, if the kid has to has another appointment or somebody gets sick or whatever on the kid side and the kid can't come. Okay. Obviously we can't force people to come, but we are going to show up. Even if a mentor gets sick, we do a floater type mentor. We are going to be there every Tuesday at two. That's what we said we would do. And that's how we'll be structured. That's how we start to build stability and something that a kid can rely on, which healthy relationships are one in which you can rely on. So this really goes back to Building trust and building healthy relationships, simply showing up when you say you're going to show up. When you don't show up for a session, it indirectly says, I don't value you. And a child will definitely, especially a child that has learned that they are worthless and that the world doesn't really value them and that their feelings don't really matter. They will be like. No wonder she didn't show up. Of course, she didn't show up. I'm not worth anything. Of course. I mean, why would she show up? She said she was going to, but I'm always, you know, disappointed and people always forget about me. So we're not going to do that. Like we have to gain trust and that might mean showing up Tuesday at two for like three months. And then the kid can start to rely on that and start to build that trust, start to settle into like, somebody does think I'm valuable somebody does think that I'm worth showing up for. Okay. So super structured that it's the same time every week. And it's the same mentor. We're just going to be super reliable for that. Another way we're structured is we only go for an hour. So I, in the beginning had a lot of mentors, had kids that would be like, Oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun. Can we stay longer? And the parent was like, it's fine. We don't have anything to do for the next half hour. And the mentor was like, it's fine. I'd love to stay. And I came in and was structured Sally and was like, Nope, uh, we're done at three. It's three. I wasn't like, Nope, we're done at three beat it. But I was like, actually we are wrapping up. We've got other things going on, but guess what? Your special time here is from two to three. So we are so excited to see you next week. What are we going to work on next week? And then maybe we start talking to them about their plan and getting them excited about next week. Okay. And we start doing a transition earlier than, you know, end time. So we're really mindful. We're structured in the sense that we know mentors know when it's five minutes left, 15 minutes left, however long their kid needs for transition time. So that they're not like, Oh, it's three. And Rebecca says that we only do an hour so. See ya. No. It's like, Hey, we're winding down. Let's transition out. You know what? Maybe they do the same exact activity each time for transition or at least they start talking about it. We've got five minutes left. What do you want to do? Do you want to plan for next time? I can't wait to see you next Tuesday. Did you want to finish what we were started on this week then? Um, and that builds some continuity, which is more structure, more reliability. So, uh, that part is big, but let me tell you why we don't go for more than an hour because You can inadvertently cause more trauma. You can inadvertently show a kid that they don't matter to you and they're not valuable to you by staying longer one week and not having time to do it the next week. We all think everything's all groovy, groovy, but you know, when a kid goes, I'd like to spend an extra half hour here and the mentors like it's totally fine. Actually, my husband's out of town. Okay, fine, whatever. And then the next week the kids like, Okay, so we're going to, I mean, they will expect that you're staying an extra half hour. Okay. And the mentor's like, Oh, you know, not tonight. I've got cool things going on that aren't you, which is exactly how the kid's going to hear it. And then it's like, Oh, mm. and now the kid's like some, this weird relationship thing, instead of this really structured, healthy relationship with boundaries, that's like, you are so valuable that I show up and am fully present for this full hour. And you can rely on that. Now it's like, Sometimes you're worth it. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes I stay longer. Sometimes I have responsibilities that are more valuable than you. And, d- and that is how the kids going to see it. Okay. So to, to make everybody safe and to make this structured model easier and always intentional in the way that we show a child their worth is we only go for an hour. We are just super structured in that way. Okay. And it's to show them how much they matter so that we can be fully present for that hour and that we're never like, I've never had a mentor be like, Hey, I've actually got to leave before the hour. Like, no, probably because I set the expectation and I ain't going to happen. Okay. So we go for an hour, even if everybody thinks it's so nice. If we just go for a little bit longer, we're all having fun. Um, we don't do that because it's a slippery slope. Okay. All right. Another way that we're structured is our three-part plan. Okay? It is so important for these kids that they have ownership and control. Children with complex trauma needs and neurotypical kids too, right? Need control. Like we need to give them opportunities where they can lead, where they have cool ideas, where their strengths and interests matter. Okay? So we do this through a three-part plan now three-part plans i could say a lot about three-part plans a lot of kids with early uh uh, developmental trauma or uh complex trauma needs have a lot of anxiety about what's coming next because they need to predict what's going to happen and you know a lot of times their life is unsettled and they don't know if they're staying at grandma's or they're going to be picked up by a social worker or they're going to count like they don't know what their day entails and they really need to know that they're going to be safe and like they know what's going on A lot of times when I would work with parents as a social worker we would do three-part plans all day long like we're getting into the car and the kid is a little bit anxious we're gonna tell them what we're doing three-part plans because they can understand three parts and it allows them to know what's coming up next so we might say hey we're getting our shoes on then we're gonna get in the car and then we're gonna drive to school get to school hey You're going to grab your lunchbox. You're going to walk to Miss Calendars class. And then you're going to sit in your chair. And if the teacher picks that up and does three-part plans all day, it's just very like, okay, it eases anxiety because this is just the next few things you need to focus on. Now, with the Stable Moments three-part plan, uh, the children do it. So the children build the plan. But the plan is made up of one connection activity. So you're kind of connecting with each other, getting to know each other, you know, like some of these kids jump out of their van, you know, 15 passenger van with all their other foster adoptive or biological, whatever siblings, um, and like they've driven 45 minutes to be there. So you might need just some time to decompress like where are you at right? So we don't just jump into activities We have some connection time whether that's with a horse or whether that's doing a barn tour where the mentor is talking to the kid So one thing is connection activities and we've got connection activities that they can choose from the next is actual life skill development So they are going to develop life skills using our equine and non equine activities that are color coded to match their individualized plan of care. So very structured in that way, right? But we've had to build all that structure so that mentors know like, what the heck am I supposed to be doing? And then the last is transition, a transition activity, which can be one of our activities, but it also can be walking. It can be journaling. It can be planning for next time, creating the three part plan for next time, um, art, sports, whatever. So. There's a lot of flexibility in there, right? It's structured. You have to have a three-part plan. In fact, in you know, I don't trust that any mentor does this program anymore without a three-part plan. But in the beginning, when mentors would go, like, I'm having some issues with, like, knowing what to do or whatever. If I asked them, what did your three-part plan say? They'd be like, uh, right? Because they, like, didn't do their three-part plan. So I trust now that, like, the three-part plan is so embedded in our model that everybody does this and it's not, it can be flexible in the sense that like the kid could be jumping out of the car and they could be so used to their three part plan that they're like, I'm going to feed the horses. hay, and then I'm going to groom my horse and then I want to walk the horse around the arena. Boom, three part plan. Or it could be like, let's look at the activities and sit down and really journal out what we're going to do. You know, different kids are different in the level of planning that they need is different but we do need to be able to give them the opportunity to build their own plan we do this one so that they can have ownership they can have power they can have control we are doing what they're actively engaged we are doing what you want to do today this is your session what do you want to do today of course we don't just say what do you want to do today we say here's some options we could do this for connection or this which ones you know depending on where the kid is at And they're, you know, if they're completely overwhelmed by choosing, we're going to help them. Maybe we just give them a few options and they choose, um, or maybe the kid knows exactly what they want to do and we allow them to just build the plan. Okay. So we do this to lower anxiety, to give ownership, to allow them to have control. We aren't telling them what we're doing today, right? They are building it. And boy, is this helpful when they are like squirrel and they want to go do something else because we are able to revert them back to their own plan. We're gonna to talk, to we'll talk about that in a little bit when we talk about flexibility, but it is a lot easier to redirect a child back to, hey, dude, you said we were working on this today. I thought we were doing this. Like, I'm just following your plan. And then they're like, oh, right. Yeah. 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 I'm in charge of the plan. Right. And they can redirect back rather than like, uh, 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 remember I said this was what we were supposed to do today. We agreed. It's like, no, dude, I was going along with your plan. Let's do your plan. Remember, remember we wrote it down. And remember you jumped out of the car and you said it out loud. So redirecting is helpful. And then the last way that we're, we're really quite structured is a lot of rules. Okay. Not a lot of rules, but rules that really make sense to me (laughs) and uh, they're really necessary. So like no outside contact of sessions, no food, no texting, Um, and these are more for mentors and program directors, but we're structured in the sense that like we're not willy nilly with like, and these are all very specific to children, you know, very specific needs with children that have complex trauma needs. So like no food is because a lot of these kids have food insecurity. Uh, they have a lot of food issues where maybe they didn't have enough food in their home of origin or their food was limited or they didn't know where their next meal was coming from. And so we see a lot of binging and hoarding behaviors from these children. Man, when I started the program way back, a mentor had brought cupcakes because like, why wouldn't a mentor bring? It was the kid's birthday. Okay. so. The mentor brought cupcakes for the kid's birthday completely appropriate and totally sweet. Right. And I remember me being like so mortified when the mentor literally came out of the tack room and looked at me and was like, Whoa, he was really hungry. He just ate all six of those cupcakes like that. And I'm like, Oh my God, he wasn't really hungry. Like, and the parent looked like, what the heck? I thought you guys were trauma informed, right? It wasn't that he was really hungry. It's that, you know, when there's an abundance of food, they, these children may not be able to control themselves and they need to get it in while they have it. Okay. You see a lot of hoarding behaviors, kids stuffing food in their pockets. I mean, even when I, I stopped offering bottles of water at the barn because, um, kids would want another bottle, want another bottle. I mean, they were obsessed about, being able to get single use you know plastic water bottles disposable water uh like because that was a food item that they could get and of course we weren't going to limit their water intake so they would ask for it so the whole session was an obsession about like getting the water down and then asking for another water and then and of course the mentors are just like woo you're thirsty but it's a lot deeper than that it's a lot more like I found a food item that I can get and I can, you know, continue to get as long as I, you know, binge it, you know, drink it really quickly and get more. So we don't want to trigger that, right? So that's why I started doing water bottles that are reusable for each kid and, and they can of course not be limited with their water, but they can, it's not as exciting because it's not like they get more and more and more individual bottles of water. So no food. That's a structure that we have, it's just a rule. Locations that have a bunch of other programming going on need to be cognizant. Mentors need to not bring Mentos or like little candies that they're sucking on and not give them to kids because the whole thing will just become about like, can I get another candy? No outside contact, a session, so many mentors, kids and parents are gonna say like, oh my gosh, we've had such a great relationship with you. You can come to our birthday party we'd love to invite you for dinner. Like it's all sweet things, all great intentions. But again, when you start, um, contacting outside, then it's like that you, you muddy the relationship because then if the kid asks, you know, if you can come to another thing, Oh, will you come to my dance recital? And then the mentor can't make it that night, then you must not love them and they must be a bad person and you don't really have a close relationship. So you just don't want to go down that road. Okay, so we're structured for all good reasons. This is all made through trial and error and on based on best practices, uh, specifically to work with children with complex trauma needs. But remember that we are providing predictability without rigidness. So we have to be flexible, so flexible. And so like, what does flexibility look like with all of that structure? Right? So what it looks like is dropping the agenda. I have a lot of mentors that like get excited or maybe they even planned. did a three-part plan for the next session at the end of their last session. And they're like, okay, I'm going to show this kid that I remember what they talked about and I'm going to give them continuity of care. And I'm going to be like, Hey, how are you doing today? I remember our plan. Like we've already got it written. Here we go. But the kid might get out of the car and be like not in a place at all that they were last time and we need to be able to be like you know what let's rip this plan up let's just go sit do we need to just go like let's just go play guitar to your horse maybe you get like a two part plan at the end of that and you just count that as the first part of your plan and maybe by the time the kid comes around and they feel like they're in a better space or they've talked to you maybe then you're like hey so We've got some times, did you want to transition? Like, do you want to just like make a shorter plan today? So it's not like, uh, 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 I notice you're like upset, but like, we've got to do the three part plan first. I mean, use your judgment. If you're like, Ooh, I mean, the kid might jump out of the car and just walk away, you know? And you're like, Hey, what's up? And they're like, don't talk to me. So we're not going to be like. Well, if you're not ready to make your three part plan, I mean, no, we're going to be like, Oh, it looks like you're dealing with some heavy stuff. And like, I want to give you space to do that. Do you mind if I walk with you? I'll keep my distance or I'm just going to sit back a little bit and, and I'll wait and maybe you need to go take a walk and I'll sit here when you're ready to join your session. Like I'll be here. Okay. I definitely want to be here for you and give you that space so that's kind of dropping dropping the agenda of like well we were working on this last week and now we need to work on this like it's not that linear right and then another way that we uh, are flexible is changes to the plan so you may have many kids that get excited about you know they've made a plan that they're going to um, make a thank-you card for their mom And then they're going to brush their horse and then they're going to go do the obstacle course. And that's their three part plan. And when, after they're done making the thank you card for their mom, they're like, you know what? Um, I want to make a thank you card for my dad too, but that wasn't part of the plan and you see your time and you know that you need to move on to grooming the horse if you're going to get to the obstacle course. So we don't go like, Oh, well, your dad's going to have to wait till next week. We just say like, wow, that is so sweet. I love that. Well, so your plan said that we were gonna make a thank you card and then we were going to brush the horse and then we were gonna do the obstacle course. And I know you were really excited about doing those things. So we can do a thank you card for your dad, but we're gonna have to not do one of those things. So do you wanna groom your horse real quick and then switch to doing a thank you card for your dad? Or would you rather do a thank you card for your dad and we'll groom, but we won't be able to do the obstacle course? how would you like to switch up the plan so that we can fit in what you want to do? This gives them power back. It reminds them that there's a plan we're sticking to something. It helps their like, uh, their thinking skills, right? So like, okay, we said we were going to do this. We need to follow through, but we can change things. That's fine. But there's some natural consequences, which aren't really like consequences, but things to think about. Because if you just said like, Oh, let's do one for your dad. Yeah. And then you're like, get to the end of the session and you're like, so you spent the kids like, okay, let's go get our horse. Let's go groom. Let's do the obstacle course. And you're like, Oh, actually there's not enough time for any of that, honey. You said that you wanted to write one for your dad. I mean, we used up all our time. Then the kid can be like, Oh, like they just didn't think about that. So you want to make sure that they are aware that the, that the, The plan is changing um, But that's okay, but they have a couple decisions to make and you don't know how many times kids like uh, End up just going with the plan anyway, so you say like okay, but we're gonna have to not do one of the things on your plan Um, So what thing do you want to drop so that we have time to do this extra activity and a lot of times they are like Never mind. I don't need to write a thank-you card to my dad and they're like want to go do the grooming or whatever And then you can make a suggestion like, okay, cool. So we're sticking to the plan, but do you want to put this on our list for next time? And they're like, yeah, yeah. I want to remember to do that. Okay, great. So we're flexible, right? We could change the plan. The plan does not like you said we're doing this. So we're going to follow through. Now, if you have a kid that there, and this is why we do individualized plans of care. If you have a kid that's like, they never follow through. They always change their plan. And it's one of the things that they really have a difficult time with. Those kids we might, we might push a little harder. Hey, we said that we were going to do this and then we were going to do this. I want to show that we can follow through. I want to work on that. So let's finish this plan. But next time we can do that other idea that you had. That sounds really good. Or we could leave five minutes for that thing at the end. But I really need you to follow through with the two things that you said you were going to do. Okay. So it depends on the kid depends on the kid. I can't give you a blanket approach, but that's why we're structured and that's why we're flexible. Okay. So, um, and then, you know, curiosity really does help when you're trying to be flexible. If you want to call out when things don't go the way that we plan. So like, let's say that you were going along you thought you were going to do a certain thing and like a whole bunch of stuff got away from you maybe the kid got you know a little hyper and left and things got really disorganized and you feel like it's gotten really flexible and too flexible and like you're not doing what you said you were going to do and you didn't call the kid out and say like hey are we changing the plan and now it's just getting a little out of control because what i find is we are way worse at being structured like we would rather just like run next to a kid that's going all over the place then actually like sit down and be like, Hey, we need to do this. Hey, I'm going to hold you accountable. Hey, here's some structure. Hey, here's the rules. So being curious is one way being curious and blaming yourself is one way that you can come back to structure without it feeling punitive because we're non punitive. Um, and without it feeling like, you know, you're trying to lay down the law or something so you can just be like, Oh my gosh. Like, I'm so confused. Wait, I forgot what our plan was. Can you help me remember what our plan was? Because like everything started happening and I forgot what our plan was. Like if you can blame yourself and have the kid tell you what the plan was and then they might go, yeah, yeah, our plan was this, but I'm, I'm doing this now. Oh, okay. Well, wait, wait a minute. Help me understand. Let's look back at the plan. We're not going to have time to do all this stuff. Like what things do you think that we should take off so that we can do that other thing? And they're like, Oh, I don't know. We'll take off this. But you're walking them through that. And instead of like, we're going to need to take something off. If you want to do that, like that tone. No, it's like, Hmm. Okay. Wait, help me understand this. So we have this plan and now you want to do this plan and we've got our brushes out over here and we've got our crayons out over here and we're kind of all over the place. Can you help me? What What do we need to do next? What do we need to do next? And they might be like, Oh yeah, yeah, I need to put away my brushes or, okay, what are we going to take off the plan? Cause this plan looks like it's getting like the, we're getting away from the plan, right? So you can get curious and have them help you understand, have them teach you so that it's not a I'm telling you this, but hey, can you tell me, Uh, what's going on because I'm a little confused. Okay. That always helps. We want to be structured. We want to be flexible. There's a way to be both. There's a way to stay curious. There's a way to be structured without feeling like you're being rigid and feeling like you're being punitive. And this is what I want to leave you with. If things are ever getting too, we're one way or the other. We are either more structured or more flexible. Like we usually fall one way and most people that work with kids or want to work with kids are more like the loving sweet side and flexibility is more usually what they go towards. So this is a harsh reality. But the reason why we do not lay down boundaries, follow through, hold people accountable and Introduce structure more Is because it's easier for us It is easier for us to go like, oh, I just you know saw him eat something that he's not supposed to but I'll ignore that Um, Or you know, it's just easier for me to be like, oh sure we can go an extra 15 minutes. That's fine Um, I know Rebecca says it's supposed to be one hour But like I don't really see the harm and I could probably stay an extra 15 minutes every time so the kid knows their value Like, cause it's hard for us to be like, sorry, sweetheart, um, I can't go over, but it's because your special time is from two to three. And so I need to recharge for next week. I'm so excited for that. Most people do not insert the boundary or follow through with the structure or remind a child to go back to their plan or go, Oh, hold up before you run out there. We've got to do our three part plan. I want to know what we're doing today. I need you to tell me what we're doing today. Most people don't want to stop and do that because it's easier to not. But let me tell you, you are not here to hang out with a kid and have it be easy for you and make you feel good. You are here to develop life skills in a child that needs them. They need structure. They need predictability. They need reliability. They need a healthy adult that shows them that you can be structured and that there can be rules and that we can follow those and that we can think critically and that they can have ownership and control over their session and that we will hold them accountable to that. But in a way that's really loving, that is what kids need. They don't need to show up and run the show. They need to show up and know that you are going to follow through on who you say you are every single time they need to see integrity exists and that you are going to model for them that, okay? So it's about them. And if you want for it to be about them, then you need to strengthen your structured muscle. Um, And if you're somebody that lands more on the structured side, then strengthen, strengthen your flexibility muscle and get like blame yourself like, Oh, I'm so confused or Oh, you know what? I didn't even, I got so rigid about that. Like call yourself out in the session. Just be like, I got so rigid about that and I felt like I got excited about the plan. So I wanted us to do the plan and I didn't, I completely ignored you saying that you kind of wanted to do something else. Um, and let's talk about that. Let's see how we can be more flexible. I'm sorry. I'm so rigid. Sorry about that. Um, call yourself out. Kids also need to see that you can be aware of your own behavior, that you can acknowledge your own behavior, that you can change your own behavior. You're just modeling for them when they mess up what they would do. Okay. All right, guys, that is how we are flexible and structured. I hope it makes sense. I will see you guys next month.